You're listening to Your Highest Self Podcast, episode 64. Today, I'm sitting down with spiritual evolution coach, Jen Beveridge, and we're talking about becoming the fullest expression of yourself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Shanae. I'm your host. I'm a former WBFF Bikini Pro, a fitness and nutrition expert turned master life coach. My obsession and what we do on this podcast is help you on your journey to your highest self. So it's all about shifting your mindset, breaking through your limiting beliefs, letting go of perfectionism, self-doubt so that you can become the self-confident leader in your life and business that you know you're meant to be. So this week we have a special guest. I'm so excited. Um, She's my friend and spiritual evolution coach. Actually, there's more to her. Sacred Sisterhood Circle, virtual retreat leader, author, speaker, and certified health coach. Yes, you guys, she does it all. Her name is Jen, and she helps women stop people-pleasing and start showing up for themselves so that they can create the ultimate freedom in their lives. We love her already. Um, I'm really excited because she brought so much fun, feminine, wise woman energy to the show. She is also my friend. And, um, whenever we like have catch-ups and meetups on zoom, I'm always like, oh my God, like such a great conversation. I like people need to listen to what we're talking about. So we're so excited to have press record today and, um, bring you along the ride with us. So we kind of talked about a lot of things and we're a little bit all over the board, but what we kept pointing back to was becoming the highest version of ourselves, becoming the fullest embodiment and expression of ourselves. And we dive into a lot of fun things, a few of those being the gifts that fun and play bring back into our lives, how to change our mindsets about prioritizing ourselves. And P.S., this is especially for you mamas, because Jen is also a mom. She's got some great tips enjoying your life as you're creating your vision, how Jen herself brings spirituality into her coaching containers, a really easy and fun way to bring meditation into your daily practice, and last but not least, why you'll want to start incorporating more dance into your life. Yes, dancing. I told you, we kind of went all over the place, but it's super fun. Grab a coffee, go on a walk, um, do a workout, plug your earplugs in and come hang out with us. Um, and if you love this episode, please go and let Jen know. You'll find her on Instagram at Feminine, and you'll find me on Instagram at Shanae Tag us both. Let us know what you took away, what action you're going to be putting into motion, and just if you liked it or not. Um, before we dive into the episode, I just want to take a moment to one, say thank you. I know that there are a million in one podcast that you could be listening to. And I do not take it lightly that you have taken the time to, um, like I always say, invest in yourself and doing it with me today. Um, (laughs) I can't help but say my little thing. Uh, It's like (laughs) ingrained in me. Um, But yeah, I'm just so thankful. I'm, you know, so thankful for this community. So thankful for you guys. So thank you so much for your loyalty. And if you would like to work with me, if you want to take everything that you learn on this podcast and put it into action, um, especially if you're an aspiring fitness or life coach, come and join me inside Mindset Makeover, which is my monthly mindset membership community. We go into a lot of things, but mostly what we're here to do is to give you accountability and support for your journey um, of, again, like I said, breaking through perfectionism, letting go of self-doubt, healing your limiting beliefs so that you can start taking action. So the link to join Mindset Makeover will be down in the show notes, um, as well as all the links to connect with Jen and that's it. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. All my client calls because it helps move the energy through my body. And I really love uh, pink. <laughs> so any pink song that I can dance to is good for me. Oh, I love that. That actually reminds me, um, you brought up one time. Um, so like side note, um, Jen hosts these amazing um, sisterhood circles. Are you still doing them monthly? 
Uh, I am not right now doing them online monthly. I'm actually doing the first live one here in less than a week. It's oh, awesome. going to be, it should be an interesting uh, adventure, right? Like with kind of with some physical distancing in it, but also bringing us together because I feel like more than ever, we need human uh, connection. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can we do that and then still support people in feeling like they're safe and they can be healthy in that? I will be resuming the online circles in November, mm -hmm. but in October, I'm going to be doing a virtual retreat. And so that'll have the goodness of the sisterhood circle in it with a little different flavor to it. So mm -hmm. that's my focus right now. Oh, I love that. So um, the reason why I brought it up is because I remember one time you said that you brought a dance party into it and how it was a catalyst for so many of the women to one, probably spark their feminine energy, but like just kind of like get out of their minds and into our bodies. Can you go into that? Because I, I do love, um, well, A, I loved when you shared that within our mastermind, but how does dancing, how does embodying our feminine energy, how does that, um, how does that help us? Mm. Love that question. Okay. So in the circles, I always make the dancing make sense, if that makes sense. So it's not like we're in the circle, we're doing meditations and I'm teaching something and then it's like, oh, stop, time to dance. Although that's cool too. But for example, I've done an inner child healing circle. Mm -hmm. And so we danced with our inner child to uh, Cindy Lauper's girls just want to have fun. And it was like in our mind, we're visualizing dancing with our inner child. And it was so I'm getting chills even as I say it, but it was so much fun and so cathartic because we all have our inner child with us all the time. And often when she shows up for us, it's, to put the brakes on something because she's afraid. She's like, mm -hmm. oh, that doesn't feel safe. I'm not safe here. But she wants to have fun too. Mm -hmm. She wants to play and oh my gosh. And I know you get this, Shanae, because we've talked before, but you know, particularly women in business, driven entrepreneurs, it's like we're all work and no play. It's like, go, 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 go. I have to make this much money. I have to have this many clients. I have to reach this benchmarker before I get to have fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm a hell no to that because our lives are shorter than we think they will be always. And they're happening right now. And that mindset of putting our reward or our life or our fun, our experience out in front of us, it never works. Because even when you reach that benchmarker and you have the clients and you have the money and you have the business, you don't have the practice of allowing yourself pleasure and fun and joy and ease. Mm -hmm. So you're going to keep doing what you've always been doing and then you're going to push it out in front of you. Oh, well, when I reach six figures. Oh, well, when I reach seven figures. You know, oh, when I hire some, you know what I mean? It'll always be out in front of you. And for me, it's about how can you create it right now in your life? How can you have the experience of the life that you've always wanted to have now, even if you don't have the money, the love, the circumstance, the house, the kids, whatever it is that you're working towards, you can create the experience of all of those things right now. And I know I got off <laughs> a little bit on a tangent, but I'm very, very passionate about that because I know from personal experience how easy it is to get, in, and really it is getting in your masculine and more the toxic or the wounded masculine where it's all about um, avoiding doing anything that's good for you and focusing on doing everything that will give you the outside accolades, the, the markers where society says, okay, yeah, you're worthy. You mean something. You've achieved something. Um, so in the circles, that is very important for, for me to help the women connect with their feminine. And by getting in our bodies and out of our heads, like you said, that helps us to connect with the feminine because our mind, it's very, it's the logical, it's the masculine, right? Um, and to be clear, I'm talking about energy. I'm not talking about men or women. Mm -hmm. We all have this masculine or feminine energy, but our body, getting into our body is tapping into that beautiful gift of feminine ease, flow and surrender and not surrender. Like I'm waving the white flag. I give up, but surrender. Like I trust myself and the universe so much that I don't have to control and manipulate everything to make things happen. I can just show up, be me, bring my gifts and life will flow to me. 
I love that. Mm-hmm. Love it all of it. Love your tangent, by the way. Um, let's go with that tangent because I think this is something that I've seen in all of my fitness clients, right? When I was doing fitness coaching, I'll be happy when, or I can love myself when I look like this, or I reach this goal weight, or I stop binge eating. And it's always this convoluted, or like they think it's convoluted when I say no. <laughs> We got to love ourselves now and then act from that energy and then you will attract more of what you want. It's not, you know, out in front of you. It can actually be who you are right now. So with that, um, bringing it back to entrepreneurship and business, um, I definitely struggled with this. I had a very hard time allowing myself to be present in all that I've created. And I kind of went down this like hustle, 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 but hustling from scarcity. Mm -hmm. So how would you coach someone who's, who's kind of going through that right now, who is hustling with scarcity, who is not allowing herself to play and have fun and embody that feminine energy and is sort of finding herself stuck in that wounded or toxic masculinity? Mm-hmm. I love that question, Shanae. I so love that question. Yeah, it would really be about how can we bring it back to fun and play? And I can remember a time in my life and particularly in my business where I forgot. Like if somebody said to me, what do you do for fun? I would say nothing. (laughs) And then they would say, what do you like to do for fun? And I had no answer because I'd gotten so disconnected from that part of myself. And again, you know, you can go back to the inner child. So I would ask her if she was like, I don't know. I have no idea what fun is anymore. Like I don't even allow myself to look there. I don't have time for that. I would ask her, well, first I would ask her, what gifts could she see possible if she allowed more fun and pleasure in her life? Mm. And typically the answer I get is less stress, more joy. I'd laugh more. I'd smile more. I'd be happier. I'd be a nicer mom. I'd be a better wife. I'd be a better partner. Um, And then I would ask her, okay, so when you were a kid, what did you do for fun? Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of laughs when I ask this question. People are like, that's so silly, right? I'm not going to do that stuff now. Why not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of my favorite things to do, and sometimes I can get in my head about it and be like, okay, I'm really wasting a ton of time here, but it's not because it is my favorite thing to do. And it brings me so much joy, but it's coloring in a coloring book. And I do it almost every day. And I think last weekend, I did it like all day Saturday. I listen to podcasts and I color in my coloring book. So I'm learning, I'm, I'm you know, being productive. Not that you need to be, because that's really not the point of having fun. I really enjoy podcasts. They're like my favorite thing in the world. So I listen to podcasts and I color in my coloring book. And there, there's almost nothing I would rather be doing than that. It's so much fun. Other than like traveling or going on vacation with my family. but because of what's going on right now, that's not really in the cards. And I can't do that every weekend, at least not while my husband's in the military. So it's like, what fun can I have? You know, as a kid, I also loved swinging, like on a swing set, you go to the playground and you swing on a swing set. I think a lot of women would feel really stupid doing that. I love it. It is the biggest high in the world to get on. It's like you're flying through the air. It's so much fun. I don't dare jump like I used to when I was a kid, you know, like you're flying and then you go and you jump off. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm too afraid of breaking things (laughs) at my age. But tapping into the things that brought you joy as a child is a good place to start. You might try them again. You might have loved coloring as a child and you try it now and you're like, meh, I could take it or leave it. But it's a good starting point to allow access to that part of you. And one thing that I really noticed for myself is when I wasn't allowing fun and joy and pleasure into my life, I also was denying my creativity, which is also you know, part of our beautiful feminine gifts. I was denying that creative flow coming through me actually to the point where I used to say that I'm not creative. And even after I had written and published my second book, I was like, ah, no, I'm not creative. (laughs) And now, you know, that's so silly to me, but it was because to me, creativity was frivolous. It was something you do, you know, like after all your work is done, instead Mm -hmm. of seeing it as it was a beautiful gift that could support me 
in supporting my business and supporting the women, the women that I serve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. I ask my clients the same exact question. Like, what did you like to do for fun as a kid and tapping back into that? I'm all about inner child healing. You know, this, um, mm -hmm. one of the things I often hear people say though is, um, and I'd love to get your take on this and it's like, okay, well, I don't have time. Like it's, it's not a good use of my time. And I have this mantra thought belief that if you have a like okay if you struggle with time if you feel like you don't have enough time it also is pointing to your lack of self-worth because if we have high self-worth and if we know that who we are is important and pouring into ourselves is important then we wouldn't struggle with the lack of time right because we'd always prioritize ourselves so um what how can we help this or how can we help ourselves when we are stuck in that mindset of like, okay, well, this is frivolous. Um, sorry, Jen, you don't know me, but I have five kids and I have a full-time job and I can't spend Saturday coloring. Um, how, how can, but I want to. So, you know, cause everyone here is growth minded. So they know this and they, they want to. So what would be that first step in, in doing this for ourselves? Yeah, I love that question because yeah, I've heard something very similar before, right? You know, and the easy thing I could say is, oh, well, somebody who has the same responsibilities as you or even more is making time for this, right? Because we mm -hmm. make time for the things that matter. But the most important thing is you have to get the buy-in. Yeah. Like if they don't understand the benefits of it, like firsthand, they're not going to do it. And I know this from me, if I don't understand why I need to do something, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> My coach can tell you that. Like, if I don't understand, I'm not doing it. I might be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And then when it comes time to actually do it, I don't do it. So I think the really important thing is for them, them to distinguish what the benefits could be in their life, in mm. their specific situation. So if this person has five kids, what are the benefits uh, to those five kids if their mama is excited and happy about life, is well rested, is spending time doing things just for fun. Like what are the benefits to them, right? And what are the benefits that she sees in her relationship with the kids, you know? And if, what are the benefits to your partner? What are the benefits to your full-time job? Like what are the benefits to your mental well-being? You know, one of my, my, I think it was my default setting really was overwhelmed mm. all day, every day. I felt overwhelmed. I would feel overwhelmed as soon as I woke up in the morning, anxious about everything I had to get done during the day, you know, because when I started my business, I had two small kids and anxious about tenure and my husband, anxious about the house, anxious about everything, my clients, everything going on that I was creating. And then I'd sit down at my desk, overwhelmed and I'd go to the bathroom, overwhelmed <laughs> and I'd go out to dinner with my family, overwhelmed and I'd fall asleep at night or have a hard time falling asleep, feeling overwhelmed all the time. And when my coach first, she challenged me to create my schedule because I was working for myself, right? That's why we work for ourselves because we want to have flexibility. It's ironic, right? Because then we don't allow ourselves to have that flexibility, right? We're like... You know, they say what you work 80 hours a week for yourself. So you don't have to work 40 hours a week for someone else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she challenged me to create my schedule from self-care first. Shanae, I'm not kidding. It took me two years to wrap my brain around what she was saying. I was like, but you don't understand. I've got all of this stuff to do. I don't have time for self-care. Like it literally took me two years to get it. So <laughs> to say that I know, and I've been there, I don't take it lightly. I really have been there but I was so overwhelmed in that time. I couldn't wrap my brain around why, like the benefits of self-care, how it would have made it so I was excited to show up at my desk. And so that when I was with my kids, I was more present. Or when I went out to dinner with my family, I could shut, you know, put my phone away and not be worried about my Facebook group or who's signing up for what often or you know, whatever it was. I could be fully present in my life. I could be experiencing my life. One thing that I've gotten really present to in this past year, because I feel like, you know, being home more, you know, I've had more time to really look at my life and I've gotten really present to the fact that I've spent so much time 
focused on my business and focused on where I'm going that I have been frittering my life away. Mm. And that's when I got to the point where I was like, oh, hell no. I am not allowing myself to do this anymore. And I am not allowing other women to do this anymore because I'm 42 years old and I ain't getting younger, right? <laughs> I'm well, the youngest are. I'll ever be again. <laughs> I, well, thank you. Um, it's all, you know, <laughs> oh, thank you. It's true, right? Like you can't get that time back. It is your most precious commodity. And while I understand to some extent that we are willing to trade our time to create our vision, to create the life that we want to have, but we could spend that time and never get where we want to go, right? Like where it is that we're aiming to. And then we didn't get to enjoy our lives while we were creating it either. The most powerful thing you can do is set up your life so you're enjoying it while you're also creating your vision instead of deciding you don't get to enjoy it until your vision is created. Because again, like we said earlier, then you'll get to the life that you had envisioned and you won't be enjoying it either then because you're still showing up as you. And you don't know how to have fun. And, you know, not you, Sinead, but. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but, you can talk to me. <laughs> but you don't know how to have fun. And you don't give yourself permission to have pleasure. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to magically show up when the bundle of money shows up or when the business looks the way that you want it to. That just doesn't happen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And if it makes you feel any better, it also took me two years. And it was my therapist telling me. Mm. She'd be like, when, what do you do on your day off? And I was like what day off I don't have days off and then she was like well I mean and then you know when I would she'd be like well what do you like to do for fun same exact question I was like um well I don't know like everything is planned everything is structured like everything is structured even my self-care fun was structured getting my nails done getting a blowout getting a massage going to therapy and it was just like all this rigidity. So it also took me two years. So if it's taken anyone else two years, welcome to the club. Oh, yeah, it's good to know that we're not alone, right? It's not the only ones. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's, it's not going to be overnight, you know? And I think that's something, one of my clients has been working on this for um, all of 2020 now of, of self-care and fun. And just recently we landed on the thought of self-care can be fun because I think you know, we often think that it has to be serious and it has to be this and it has to be restful. And I have to be in bliss and it has to be this where if we were to just flip that dime on it, be like, well, how can I make it easier? How can I make this fun? I think it would, like you've been saying, inviting more joy and pleasure into our lives right now. Um, oh, it says my connection is unstable. I hope it's um, good. Um, but I love what you said about that duality of creating our vision and enjoying the process at the same time. I think that's kind of the Holy grail and where, um, I personally want my clients to be at. I know, and I know for you as well, it's why we do the work we do so that you can love who you are and love who you're being like right in this moment. Um, I'd love to know how you bring spirituality into your container. Like how can we tie all this in with spirituality? Because we have our bodies, right? We have the emotional component. Um, and so for my own coaching, it's mind, body, and heart. Heart is spirit. Um, so I'd love to hear how, how you bring spiritual spirituality in with that. Cause I think that will like close it up real nicely. Mm, I love that question, Shanae. I love that. Oh boy. So I, did not bring it into my coaching for a long time because again, I was where I was at. It was like body and mind uh, and a little bit spirit. And really I had to give myself permission to go there because I was afraid. I was afraid of what people would think of me if I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I play with Oracle cards and I, you know, I meditate and I do all of these things. Um, I was really worried about other people's perceptions. Mm. And so it took me a while to bring that into my practice. Uh, and how I bring it in, it really depends on what the woman needs most in that moment. But meditation is a really great way to bring it in. And when I do meditation in my practice, it's not about connecting with anything outside of you. Mm. So 
for me in the morning, I might meditate and connect with the goddesses or, or you know, whomever, the angels, Kuan Yin. <laughs> but when I'm working with women, it's about helping them connect to themselves. Because I believe that we have everything we need to know within us. I believe that we are born knowing our purpose, what it is that we're here to experience, the lessons we're here to learn, the growth that we're here to have. But we get so up in our heads, and this is exactly what you and I were talking about, like we get so up in our heads, and particularly when we're trying to prove our worth, we're trying to get it right. If it doesn't make sense to us, we discount it. But one of the most powerful things you can do is to go within and seek that inner guidance. And so sometimes I help women connect with their inner child. Sometimes I help women connect with their higher self, connect with their future self, which can be really, really powerful. But often for women, it is a practice. And the reason I want to say this is because some of your listeners may have practiced this and felt like they had a really hard time connecting. And so they gave up. And I will say that it took me a while. It took me a while to trust. And that really is the practice. It is trusting that the guidance that you get is real. Here's the thing, whether or not you're actually talking to your inner child, angels, guides, ancestors, higher self, future self, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you're really just accessing the wisdom that is yours. It is always there. And I think of it like, you know, you've, we've all got this wise sage with us, this wise woman with us, within us, always. And she is always whispering this beautiful knowledge and wisdom to us. But we can't friggin' hear it because the squirrels in our brain will not shut up. <laughs> and so when you use meditation or even using breathing to go in and connect with yourself, you're able to hear this beautiful wisdom that is yours. It is part of you. It is your divine birthright. And it can be one of the most powerful things to practice. And what I'm really into is teaching women to do it themselves. I don't want them to have to listen to me or have me have to take them into a meditation to be able to do it. Although that can be helpful when you're first practicing it. I want them to be able to do it themselves and to get to the point where they can do some breathing techniques drop down into their heart space. I actually created a meditation today for a challenge that I'm running. And it's about dropping into your heart space and connecting with your inner child. I've also done, we've done meditations for womb space. I've done in my sisterhood circles, which, oh my gosh, it was so powerful for the women participating in that because we have such beautiful uh, ancestral wisdom within our bodies. And a, a great access point for that is our womb wisdom. So powerful. And that's, to me, that's one of the most beautiful gifts. And it's so simple. And often when I say to my clients, all right, let's do this meditation. They're like, uh, is that really going to help? <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like it's going to be that powerful. But once they experience their own wisdom. And I can't say it enough. It is their wisdom. It is always theirs. Once they experience it, it creates such a beautiful epiphany for them. And they have these awarenesses that not that they didn't have them before, but they couldn't access them before. Does that answer your question, Shanae? Hell yeah, it does. I'm obsessed with every single thing you said. Um, I don't even have anything to add to that. I mean, I completely agree. I love the womb space. Um, I actually do a womb, um, womb meditation to connect with my womb goddess every, um, every cycle. I love that. And it's something I don't talk about often, but I, I, whenever I do talk about it, people are always like, what, what is that? And I think it's another way to connect with our feminine energy to get out of our minds and into our bodies. Um, specifically cycle syncing. So I have to do an episode talking about all of this. Um, you should. You absolutely should. I yeah. think a lot of women would be excited to hear that. Yeah. Okay. I will. You convinced me. <laughs> Yay. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to say, but um, yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I think it's so important for everyone here to go back like 
two minutes and, and rewind and hear what Jen said that just because it doesn't work the first time doesn't mean that it's not working. Like it's a practice. Um, I remember I struggled with meditation for such a long time because I was expecting it to be something. And I had all these like high expectations of like, well, I didn't get a download. And like, I kept thinking about things and my mind never went clear. And so when we, um, I think in life, we just, you know, place me personally, place so many expectations on everything. It has been such a practice to detach and really just be and be in the present moment and let whatever happens happens and just be with what is. So um, with meditation specifically, I just hear so many people, um, yeah, really get down on themselves that they can't sit still and it's not working and they're not sure if it's, you know, worth it. But um, I say exactly what you say. Meditating and journaling is an opportunity for you to connect with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, would you go all day long without texting your boyfriend or your husband or your partner or your kids? Mm-hmm. Pro- probably not, right? Like you would at least mm-hmm. check in with them or go into the living room, say, hi, how are you? Good morning. How did you sleep? So like, why wouldn't you take that opportunity to do it with yourself? I so love that. I love that you say that, Shanae. That is so true. And for me, yeah, journaling is one of those practices where I'm getting into it more. I was actually journaling this morning thinking about you. I was like, oh, this is really good. Shanae's on to something here. <laughs> I think so. I, was, I, would, I would do it intermittently and then I would get intermittent results, right? Mm-hmm. Like the more you do something, the better the results you get. So I would say one thing that really helped me when I first started meditating, because I hated meditation. I'm actually one of those people who I would go to yoga Mm -hmm. and feel stressed out by it Mm -hmm. because I was so in my mind because I didn't, I wasn't moving my body a lot. I love cardio. I love like dancing, cardio, kickboxing, any of those things because it gets me out of my head and focused on what my body is doing. But for yoga, you know, you get in a pose and you're holding it. And so then my brain is like, oh crap, I forgot to change over the laundry. I forgot to take out, you know, meat for dinner tonight. (laughs) So all of a sudden it's making this to-do list. Same thing happened with meditation. I would sit down and try to meditate. And like, first of all, when I very first started, it was very rare because it was so painful for me. So, and I'm saying this to the women that are listening to um, your podcast because um, it's okay. Like I've been there. And so one thing that I found really helpful for me in my meditations is for me to guide myself Mm. through something. So for example, often in my meditations, I go to what I affectionately call the lodge. And the lodge is this fictional place that I've created in in my mind. And it's like this log cabin. It's up on a cliff. It's overlooking like an inlet to the ocean. It's surrounded by trees. I'm fairly certain that I visualize this so much that at some point in my life, I'm going to be visiting this house. I don't know. Maybe it is something that's for my future. But when I go into the lodge, it's this place where everyone is welcome. And I go in and I visit with my future clients or even my current clients. Like they're there with me in spirit. Um, I visit with my angels, my guides. Maya Angelou has been there before and she's given me wisdom. Like it's, everybody is welcome in the lodge. And so for me, visualizing traveling to the lodge and then walking into the lodge, seeing the people in the lodge, talking to them in the lodge, sitting down, relaxing, having like a nice warm, hot, you know, hot cow, you know what I mean? Like anything I want, right. I can get in the lodge because it's in my mind and it's this safe place for me to not only seek wisdom, but also like, just let go and be me, like be my highest self, right? Be my highest involvement. Let the human me, she can have a break for a few minutes. (laughs) I'm going to go commune with my highest self. And it is like, really, it's the best few minutes I spend every day. Now, sometimes I'm in there for 20 minutes. Sometimes I'm in there for three minutes, right? It depends on the day, but that helps me. If I was going to sit there and just try to like quiet my mind, I can do it more now than I used to be able to, but still I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So for me, it's working with my mind and allowing my spirit, like they get to work together and that helps me. So I just wanted to share that in case that helps any of the listeners. That's brilliant. I'm so excited. We're going to like 
pull that clip and put that on Instagram. Um, cause that's, that's brilliant. I love that. Um, I, I was just thinking like your lodge, I feel like it's in Ireland. <laughs> I don't know why. Ooh, interesting. I've always wanted to go to Ireland. I don't know. It just like feels like an Ireland lodge to me. Um, I'm going to try that. I really love that. I think one of the things that helped me with meditation and journaling is I'm have like this zero option mentality kind of mindset. So oftentimes it helps me to get into a natural masculine to really get shit done. So I make a commitment to myself, a promise to myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this every single day and it can be 30 seconds. I have very low expectations for how it turns out, but I have high standards for myself and I'm going to make this promise to myself. I'm going to freaking do it. (laughs) And whenever I do that, it, 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 and sometimes it is painful, right? And I'm fighting against myself and I'm like, Oh, I really don't want to. Um, but I I do it and I naturally like thrive off discipline. And so it works for me. It doesn't work for everyone. Um, so I love the lodge idea. Plus if you're like me and you like discipline, let's put those together. (laughs) Well, what I'm hearing you say, Shanae, is it's discipline from a deep place of self-reverence and self-love and respecting yourself because you know the benefits of it instead of discipline from a place of making yourself wrong or forcing yourself to do something that isn't necessarily good for you. Yeah, it's positive self-discipline. And, and it comes from a place of love versus a place of fear, um, which I, I think is so important. I did a whole episode on that, actually. Um, there is a huge difference. Um, so aside from meditation and journaling, are there any other practices that you personally have or that you teach your clients that help us connect to ourselves and spirit and our feminine? Oh, yeah, well, we already touched on it a little bit, but dance, 100% oh, yeah. dance. Um, so the thing is with my circles, some women come into it and they're like, mm, I don't know about this dancing bit. But it is the most freeing thing in the world. And, you know, we are in our bodies Mm 24-7, right? But how much fun, like how much pleasure, how much joy are we having in our bodies for as much time as we're spending in them? You know, I like to say that our body is our only real companion from the day we come onto this planet till the day we leave it. That is the one constant in our life because our parents will come and go, our siblings may come and go, our partners may come and go. Our body will not, right? Not as long as we're in it, Mm -hmm. we're in it, right? Um, And so it's like, you need to spend intentional time cultivating a relationship with your body. And we've been taught, well, I could go down a whole rabbit hole with this, but we'll just stick to body. We've been taught that our body is something to use. Right? We use it to get from point A to point B. We use it to show up with other people. We use it for sexual pleasure. We use it for pleasure from food, right? Like our body is this commodity to be used. But what a damn shame because our body is actually a gift to us. The way I see it is we chose to incarnate in our bodies to be able to experience the full pleasure of our bodies, also the full pain. We don't have one without the other. That's part of the human experience. And without the contrast of the pain, the pleasure wouldn't be as pleasurable. And so we forget on a day-to-day basis that we have these amazing bodies. And not just that we have them, we are in partnership with them. It is a relationship. Would you want to be in a relationship with somebody who ignored you? (laughs) who fed you crap food and made you feel bad all the time, you know, or who just used you when they were horny, right? Like, (laughs) would you want to be in a relationship with that person? No. Would you want to be in a relationship with someone who worked you all day long? Was just like, you know, just shut up and go to work. (laughs) So fun. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with that person. And so, and that's one of the learnings that I've had to come to with my body. And one thing that I've loved, so some people don't love dance and I'm not saying that you have to dance, but get in your body in a way that feels good. If you like jumping rope, jump rope. If you like jumping on a trampoline, jump on a trampoline. If you like swimming, swim, whatever it is you like to do with your body, do it. Give yourself permission to do it as often as possible. If sex is what you like, have all the sex, right? You don't, you can have it with yourself. You don't even, nobody else needs to want to have it with you, right? This is your body and your experience. But for me, I love dancing. As a kid, I loved 
dancing. I was one of those kids that would dance for anybody who watched. <laughs> and I was an only child, so I, was, I couldn't get enough attention. I think I'm still like that <laughs> to some extent. But dancing always brought great joy to me being in my body because when I'm dancing, I'm not thinking about how fat my ass is, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about the laundry that I have to do later. I'm not thinking about um, that I shouldn't have said something else. I'm really present in that experience with my body and we're enjoying it. So my body, my mind, and my spirit are actually in partnership in that moment. My mind is like loving the music. I'm singing the lyrics to it. But also my body is moving to the music, right? Um, and my spirit, it, it feels like I'm alive. Mm. It's really the best way I can say it. When I'm dancing, I feel most alive. And we all need more of that in our days. And our spirit wants to feel alive. We didn't incarnate in this body just to be machines, although society would have us think otherwise. And some of us make very good machines. <laughs> Right, right. And if you want to talk about human design, right? I'm a generator, you're a manifesting generator. We're really great at being machines. We can really, really go, 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 go. Oh, yeah, we can go all day, every day, right? But it doesn't mean that that feels good to us and mm -hmm. that that gives us an experience of life that we're joyful about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I, as you were sharing that, I was trying to think of like, what did I love to do as a kid? And like, what really, because for me, dancing was not one of them. Like I never was a big dancer. Um, and this sounds weird, but it probably won't sound weird to you, but I loved taking care of kids. <laughs> no, that doesn't I would like at all. babysit. I had younger siblings. Like I was always just like nurturing and caring for like, like little babies. Um, and that just made me so happy, like so happy. It was the funniest thing. And reading. I was a, such a huge nerd. I just read all the time, um, all the time. I was like crying in my room, reading Bridget Terabithia at like 10 years old. <laughs> That's so awesome. I hated reading growing up. I love it now, but I hated reading growing up. Oh, man. I would get grounded from my books. <laughs> Seriously. I get oh, my books crazy. taken away from me. Isn't that cruel? <laughs> that is cruel. <laughs> yeah, I get grounded. My books are getting taken away. I was pissed. Um, but yeah, I love reading. I love reading and I love kids. And I think that's why, like, for me, like, this kitten rescue has actually been a partnership of my mind, my body, and my spirit. And um, I've been talking about this recently in the last couple episodes, but the more that you say yes to what lights you up, even if it feels stupid or dumb like dancing or like rescuing kittens the more of that energy that you're in like i'm also a manifesting generator you're going to attract more of those things to you so it's like it doesn't matter if it's stupid it doesn't matter if it's dumb if it lights you up say yes to it because it's going to open you up for more opportunities in the future like it's not about what does this do for me right now but it's like who am i being right now and i think that um when we allow ourselves to be in joy and be in pleasure and have fun and stop being so damn serious all the time we can then um just manifest more of that into our lives everyone can manifest so you don't got to be a manifesting generator yeah preach it sister you're right who you're being makes you magnetic to the things that you want in your life and when you're being serious and you're just like working yourself to death what are you attracting into your life more seriousness and more working yourself to death but when you're having fun and you're being joyful and playful and doing what lights you up what are you attracting into your life more of that mm -hmm. so yeah i love that and that doesn't surprise me at all about you, Shanae. You really have this beautiful, like mothering, nurturing nature. So I love that you're embodying that because some people would be like, well, I have to wait till I have kids to get to nurture. And you're like, no, how can I create this? There That's powerful. Go. Didn't think about that. Yeah, that is so true. Didn't wait for kids. I mean, I can't wait to have kids. Um, but in the meantime, and also even after I have kids, I know I'll, I'll be rescuing. I just love rescue work. It lights me up. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, thank you. I love that. Um, funny enough, it's like the biggest um, compliment I guess I've been getting is the, the, the mothering, nurturing energy. Like I just have like an abundance of it. Um, so thank you for that.
Welcome. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. I mean, I want to talk about human design, but we're probably gonna have to do a part two. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like I could, and that's, so when you had mentioned that, just following what lights you up, what I would say about that is that that's what happened to me with human design. And I wasn't expecting it because I'd yeah. learned about human design before. And I was like, oh, it's okay. And then all of a sudden I couldn't get enough of it. It was really lighting me up and I wanted to learn all the things about it. And it really surprised me, but now I'm bringing it into my coaching and I'm doing workshops and I'm giving readings and couples readings. I did not see that coming. And if I would have talked myself out of it, because logically I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. And even my coach was like, well, do you see yourself like teaching it or, you know, give, and I was like, no, I'm not, this is just for me. But now I love it so much and it lights me up so much. And what a damn shame it would have been to deny myself this experience because it didn't make logical sense. So I love that you said that, Shanae. We're all meant to follow what lights us up. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. And um, the more courage we have to say yes to those things. Um, I think that's just it. It's just, we just have to have courage. We have to have courage to say yes. And the courage to also say no to other people in order to say yes to ourselves. So tasty. Yes. <laughs> you bring out a more playful side of me, which I love. I've been like just laughing this whole episode, which, um, is like different for me. So thank you. <laughs> I love that. You are so welcome. You're amazing. Um, so we are coming to the end of our time and I always end with one last question. Um, but before actually we'll end with a question and then I'm going to ask you, um, to tell us where we can find you. What does it mean to you to be your highest self? So good. Okay. Um, what it means to me is really along the lines of what we were just talking about. It's allowing yourself to pursue what lights you up because that is your spirit speaking to you. It is saying, yes, this is for you. And when you're doing things and you can feel it in your body, when you're doing things that don't light you up, it feels heavy and you feel pressure. That's your spirit saying, no, this is not for you. That's your highest self saying, yeah, you could do that. You got it in spades. You can do anything you want because you're amazing and you're powerful. But that is a tenth of what you're capable of. How about you look over here at the thing that really excites you? Because that's going to lead you to your highest self. Snaps, snaps, snaps. <laughs> Uh, aren't we obsessed with her you guys gotta go follow her on instagram i love her content she's like always in my head um so speaking of how can we work with you can you tell us about the virtual retreats and workshops you have coming up and then where can we find you mm -hmm. well a good place to find me is on instagram at uncaged feminine also my facebook is at uncaged feminine as well I have a Facebook group. It's Uncaged Feminine Sisterhood. So if anybody wants to join me there, I pretty much do live videos in there almost every day. I'm always dropping bits of wisdom on my lovely ladies because I love them so much. My virtual retreat, I'm not sure if this will air before or after it, but the first one I have coming up is October 10th and 11th. It is on the weekend. And it's my very first one ever. So I am bringing in all the mind, body, and spirit. I have been wanting to run a retreat for five or six years. And because I was so worried about getting it right, I wouldn't allow myself to even start creating it. And then when COVID came, I thought, oh, here we go again. Actually, it was like, okay, perfect excuse not to pursue it. Okay, we'll look at it in 2021, right? Like, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute, I've been doing these virtual sisterhood circles for, I don't know how many months now, like six months now. I could totally do a virtual retreat if I was going to do it, not can I do it, but how can I do it? Okay. Well, I want to create a retreat box and mm -hmm. I want to send it to the women. So I'm totally doing that. Uh, lots of awesome goodies that are going to be in there. Okay, how else will I do? Okay, well, we will set up some parameters for what they're going to put in their body during the retreat so that they can be fully present. 
and their body isn't bogged down with toxins and chemical crap so that they can't access their spirit so that there's you know not something getting in the way of them doing that um and then how can i bring in all the beautiful meditations and there will be dance of course <laughs> so all the things that i've been doing in my sisterhood circle all the things that i've been doing in my one-on-one -on -one coaching and bringing it into a beautiful container to help women be their life's purpose because i don't think that you're and i know you agree with this but i don't think that your life's purpose is something outside of you it is who you are mm. like you are your life's purpose you are here to experience you experiencing life period <laughs> mic drop that's all there is to it so it's really about helping women to clear out the things that are blocking them from showing up as the fullest expression of them i will also be incorporating human design reading. So they'll get a private human design reading. And then the next day, so day two, will all be about setting up the structure in their life so that they can start showing up today as their life's purpose. Not someday when they have, you know, all the money, all the time, all the energy, because <laughs> that day will never come. Um, and I anticipate that I will run this retreat again. So even if you are after this, that I will run it again, probably in January or February, because I think that'll be a really great time where women will be excited about the new year and moving forward with their lives as well. Oh, I love that. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Thank you. So exciting. And then like she said earlier, she's doing human design readings and um, couples readings. So make sure you hit her up for that because she's super, super good. Oh, thank you, Shanae. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and your energy and pouring into us with so much love and passion today. I'm, I'm so thankful. Um, yeah. And if you guys listening, if you loved this episode, um, we would love to hear your biggest insight, your biggest mm -hmm. takeaway. What are you going to put into action today? Post it up on stories and tag us at Uncaged Feminine and Shanae Momoko. That's all for this week. Thank you so much again, Jen. It was such a pleasure to hang out with you. Um, I want to hug you in person. Oh, me too. Thank you so much, Shanae. This was so much fun for me. It was like, I love talking to you. You know that. Best conversations ever. Because we're like the same person. I, I know, right? <laughs> Every time we say something, I'm like, oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's the same, same thing, same thing. Um, you're amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, so everyone, Thank you for tuning in and choosing us to spend some time with. Thank you for investing in your mind with us today. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now.